Welcome. Together, we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances, or you may already have a home, a car payment, and you're struggling to get credit cards under control. Or you may be getting a late start in life on saving for retirement. ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com is a podcast to educate those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. Mr. Chuck here and welcome. This week I'm going to talk about setting up a budget and doing a budget. The second topic is going to be the method of how you're going to apply your payments to your debt. Which debt you pay off first. What order you're going to pay off debt. So on the budgeting topic, I know early on, a couple episodes ago, maybe in the first one, I said you really don't have to do a budget. Then I start talking about projecting your you know, expenses forward. Well, that was, in a sense, setting up a budget. You just I did not tell you that. I was just more focused on what are you going to pay? I didn't want you to get all stressed out because a lot of people don't like to do budgets. I know you've probably read articles or listened to other debt people saying, well, you need to do a budget. You need to set aside this much money for this and this much money for that and on and on and on, and you just don't want to do it. So the easiest way to prepare a budget is what are you paying? you got to pay it every month. You should know. If you should know how much your average payment is. So what you just go back and look. If you've projected your uh, your expenses going forward and how much is due and when and when it's going to come out of your checking account and you got your finances, you're starting to get your finances under control, you know how much is in your checking account, you know pretty much how much is going to come out from between pay period and period, pay period, you're pretty much getting your budget done. You just don't know it. I'm telling you, your budget is done. The next step is on a separate piece of paper or maybe create a new spreadsheet or a new uh, sheet within your spreadsheet. Set up one, call it a budget. And what I want you to do is go through the last couple pay periods of things you've been paying and categorize them into a category, such as utilities. Natural gas you pay for the home, electric, water and sewer, trash, telephone, internet, anything that's connected to that home that you pay on a regular basis, whether it's monthly, monthly, quarterly, semi-annual, or annual, and put them in that category. Utilities, home, entertainment food, and on and on. Clothing, uh, if I didn't say auto, auto, uh, like auto would be your all the gas you pay, gasoline you buy for your cars, repairs, insurance, or you can have a category called insurance and put all your insurance in that category. But don't put your loans in there. Don't include your mortgage payment for utilities because it's really not a utility. Don't include your car loan under auto expense. You want to keep those separate. So you go down, you do all your categories. 
then you can subtotal each category up by itself. So every month you know, and utilities I'm paying four hundred and thirty nine dollars, and car expenses cost me three hundred and fifty dollars. Entertainment I'm spending four hundred dollars. Where and then think to yourself, where can you cut back? Where can you reduce the spending? Because remember, your plan is to reduce spending. Your goal is get out of debt. So that's going to help you. So go ahead and do that. And it's use actual numbers that you paid the last few weeks. I mean, we're not saying, okay, well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna spend two hundred dollars this month. So I go to the bank. I set up an envelope. I put the cash in there, and I buy it, and it's for auto expense. And I put gas in the car, and I run out of money, and I'm halfway through the month, and I can't put gas in the car no more because I'm out of money, and my budget's blown. If I – no, I'm not talking about that. I'm take real numbers that you already know, and we're just going to categorize them by category so that you know at a quick glance you'll have an idea what you're spending where. And once you get all that done – and this is what I did, and it helped me a lot. I went through there and thought, where can I cut? Where, what can I reduce? And then I thought, well, how can I reduce it? Well, let me see. I can change providers. I can call up and see if there's different plans because, you know, I was always calling to see if there's a plan that gave me, like, more data or more text or something. But you can do that in reverse, too. You can call and see if there's a plan that fits your needs, that's going to cost you less. And if that particular provider won't reduce what they're charging you, most of them will, you can go somewhere else, the bait and switch, as we talked about from that article, I believe it was last week. So you see how all this is starting to come together? It all makes pretty much sense. And then you want to see things that you're paying that you don't really need. You know, I go to Starbucks every morning. I get a latte, and it costs me $4.35. Do I need to go there every day and buy a latte? Well, the answer is no. I have an espresso machine at home. I can buy my beans, and I can make it probably a lot cheaper, even though I never figured that out, but I do. That's what I do. So I quit going to Starbucks, and I'm not spending that 5 bucks a day, so 5 times 5 is $25. I hope you get the idea where we're coming from here. So that that's in a nutshell is, you know, if you do it on a, on a separate spreadsheet or a piece of paper, you got them categorized. You pretty much know what your budget is. And now it's just a matter of looking line by line. How can I control what I'm spending? Like maybe you can turn the temperature down and keep your house a little bit cooler in the wintertime. Don't let it turn the temperature up in the summer so you don't run it electric as much, you're not using as much gas, turn your hot water heater down so that it's not it's not as hot, but it's still hot enough to, for you to take a comfortable shower. You know, I'm not telling you to sacrifice and take a cold shower. I'm just saying, well, if I cut that back a little bit, I could save three bucks a month. Three times twelve is thirty six. That's thirty six dollars I got in my pocket. It's not how much you make. It's how much you keep. That's something you should remember. 
I'm going to, you know, most of you have probably searched the internet, read articles, maybe saw some YouTube stuff talking about different methods of paying down debt. Which debt do you pay off first? Where do I start? How do I do it? Well, there's two methods, snowball and avalanche. I'm going to start with the snowball method first. And it's pretty simple because once you take everything you own, which I forgot to tell you, you want to set up another page and call it accounts. And on that page, you want to list all your loans, your mortgage, your line of credit, your auto loan or loans, all your credit cards where you have a balance due, payday loans. You want to do that on a separate sheet of paper. And you want to put as much information there as possible. You want to put when it, the, you know, the name, the date the loan started, the amount you borrowed, the monthly payment, and the current unpaid balance. And that will give you a lot of information that is going to be useful later on. And do that for everything. And call that accounts. So once we're talking about the snowball method now. Once you have your account set up, you can look at it and say, which item do I have the smallest balance on? You pay that one first. Then once that's paid, you go to the next one, the smallest balance. So you keep paying off the loan or the yeah, the credit or the debt with the smallest balance. And the idea is you don't get depressed. You feel like you're making progress, which in a way you are. It snowballs. The longer you do it, the faster it goes because the more money you'll have to apply, and the more money you have to apply, the more you can pay off. The more you pay off, the less debt you got. So, you know, it's you know, it snowballs. It's, you know, as the ball is getting bigger, it's going faster down the hill. The, you know, that's the pros is you're, you're make, you feel like you're accomplishing something. The negative part is you're going to end up paying more in interest than you need to. Which brings me to the avalanche method. The avalanche method is you pay off the debt with the highest rate of interest, no matter what the balance is. So over time, if you pay off the highest interest rate first and then work your way down, you'll pay less interest than on the snowball. But it might take you longer before you feel like you accomplished something. Both methods work. There's no doubt about it. Both methods are good. Both methods got some bad points. But I kind of do something a little different. I do a mixed method. I do a little bit of snowball, and I might do a lot of avalanche for a year. Let's say you're just getting started, and you have one credit card that's got maybe a two or three thousand dollar balance, but everything else is way high. That two or three thousand dollar balance may have the lowest rate of interest, and the other ones might have high rates of interest. Now, if you used Avalanche, that one would get paid off last. But what we need to do here is you want to make it, especially at the beginning, you need to feel like you're you're making accomplishment that you're advancing somehow. That, that it's worth it, that, you, that you're advancing forward. 
and you're making you're making your goal. And the second reason is you pay off that low balance first and you don't close that a card off. You don't cancel that card. You keep it. Now you have a credit card with a zero balance. You're going to use that to your advantage. You can use that to buy stuff online. But you got to be careful. If you're buying the same stuff anyway, you know, if you go to the store and pay cash for it, or you buy online and you put it on a credit card, you got to treat that credit card just like cash. And if you charge something on that credit card on a Wednesday, you go to that card's website, and on Friday, you pay it off. So you, you're basically just using it as a, a short-term loan, two, three days, and you're going to pay it off. And you want to maintain a zero balance or as close to a zero balance. You never want a balance to get back on that card. But if you're going to go to the store and buy those items anyway, such as cleaning supplies, uh, or even food or groceries or clothes and like buying clothes don't buy five thousand dollars clothes all at once do it a little bit at a time and pay it off every week so that you can have at least one credit card with a zero balance with that you keep as close to a zero balance as possible and you never have a balance on it you know at, at statement time once you accomplish that now you want to look at let's pay off items with the highest rate of interest so I can re minimize the interest I'm paying. Because the less interest you pay, the more principal you're going to be paying down. I hope that makes sense. So if you pay $5,000 less in interest in any given year, that means you have $5,000 more to apply to your principal which means you got $5,000 less in debt. And that's what I did. It works, and it works good. This week's article is I found on the Internet, uh, Dave Ramsey website, and it's budgeting, 15 practical budgeting tips. I don't think it was written by him, but I'm going to read it. It's an eight-minute read by Rachel Cruz. The dreaded B-word budgeting. Unfortunately, the word budget has gotten a bad rap. When it all boils down, a budget is basically just a plan for your money. Budgeting means you're spending with a purpose before the month begins, but many people view a budget as a straitjacket that will keep them from doing what they want. That couldn't be further from the truth. A budget doesn't limit your freedom. It gives you freedom. It's really all about being intentional with where your money goes. How can budgeting help me? A budget is going to give you an action plan and a clear picture of where your money is ending up each month. Budgeting will help you achieve the goals you're working toward, whether that's getting out of debt, saving for retirement, or just keeping your grocery bill from getting out of hand. When you see planning a budget as simply spending your money intentionally, you can actually find more freedom to spend. Once something has been budgeted for, you'll be able to spend that money without feeling guilty. Many people even say, find extra money after they create a realistic budget and stick with it. How amazing is that? 15 budgeting tips for your daily life. Ready to get started? Here are the top 15 budgeting tips. 1. 
budget to zero before the month begins. This means before the month even starts, you're making a plan and giving every dollar a name. It's called a zero-based budget. Now, that doesn't mean you have zero dollars in your bank account. It just means your income minus all your expenses outgoes equals zero. Two, do the budget together. If you're married, sit down once a month and have a family budgeting night. Make it fun. Grab some of your favorite snacks and put a good playlist to help you focus. You need to get on the same page with money, so set goals together and dream about what the future would look like. Remember, if the two of you are one, your bank account should be one too. It's no longer your money or my money, it's our money. And if you're single, find someone who can act as your accountability partner and help you stick to your goals. Three, every month is different. Some months you have to budget for things like back-to-school expenses, supplies, or routine car maintenance. Other months you'll be saving for things like vacation, birthdays, and holidays. Regardless of the occasion, make sure you prepare for those expenses in the budget. Don't let those special occasions sneak up on you. Hint, Christmas is in December again this year, guys. Be sure to adjust your budget each month as things change. Make a savings fund you can stash cash in throughout the year. When you don't have a plan, you're going to be stressed, and that takes all the fun of giving and celebrating. No one wants that. Four, start with the most important categories first. Giving and saving are at the top of the list, and when it comes the four walls, food, shelter, utilities, basic clothing, and transportation. Once your true necessities are taken care of, you can fill in the rest of the categories in your budget. 5. Pay off your debt. If you have debt, paying it off needs to be top priority. Use the snowball method and the baby steps to get rid of debt as fast as you can. Attack it. Get mad at it. Stop letting debt rob you of everything that helps you win with money, your income. 6. Don't be afraid to trim the budget. Brace yourself. It might be time for some budget cuts in your life. If things are tight right now, you can save money quickly by canceling your cable, dining out less, and shopping at discount clothing and grocery stores. Remember, your budget cuts are only temporary. You can always make adjustments later down the road. 7. Make a schedule and stick to it. While you're making a budget part of your monthly routine, why not pick specific dates for other expenses? Set up auto drafts out of your checking account to pay bills and buy your groceries on a set, a set day every week or twice a month. When you know what to expect and when to expect it, you can take a lot of stress and potential, potential pitfalls out of the picture. 8. Track your process. It's important to check your process from time to time. If you're married, track your spending and purchases together so you both keep your goals in sight. Look back at earlier budgets to see how far you've come, and don't forget to celebrate small wins. Pro tip, one key category to keep a close eye on is your grocery budget. I bet you're spending significantly less on groceries on a budget. 9. Create a buffer in your budget. Put a small amount of money aside for unexpected expenses throughout the month. Labor this your miscellaneous category in your budget. That way, when coming, when something comes up, you can cover it without taking away money you've already put somewhere else. Keep track of expenses that frankly end up in this category. 
Eventually, you might even want to promote them to a permanent spot on the budget rest roster. 10. Cut up your credit cards. If you're really committed to sticking to a budget and getting out of debt, you need to ditch, ditch those credit cards for good. Stop using them. Cut them up. Shred them. Or even make a craft project out of them. Whatever you do, get them out of your life. Having no credit card debt would mean no minimum payments to add to the budget. Zero hassle with fees or high interest rates and much less stress and worry. Stick to using your debit card and even cash. And dump those credit cards like your ninth grade fling. You know that the great thing about a debit card is the money comes straight out of your bank account. There's no middleman charging you 15% interest. 11. Use cash for certain budget categories that trip you up. If you're constantly overspending on your grocery budget for refund money, cash out those categories and use envelope system to hold you accountable. Just go to the bank and pull out the cash amount you budgeted for that category. Once the cash runs out, stop spending it. It's the ultimate accountability partner. 12. Try an online budget tool. If pen and paper or spreadsheet aren't your thing, it's time to join the 21st century and use a budgeting tool like every dollar. You can focus on planning a budget and track your spending from the comfort of your smartphone. Plus, you can sync up your budget with your spouse, which is great for keeping that communication open. 13. Be content and quit the comparison. You have much more than you realize. Don't compare your situation to everyone else. Comparison will not only rob you of your joy, but also your paycheck. Keep moving forward and doing what's right for your family. 14. Have goals. Whether you're paying off student loans, building up your emergency fund, or paying off your mortgage, you need to focus on your why. That's the reason you're making these sacrifices. 15. Give yourself lots of grace. It usually takes three to four months to get a hand on this whole budgeting thing, and it won't be perfect the first time or the second, but you'll get there. Budgeting tip for inconsistent income. Good news, guys. You can budget with inconsistent or irregular income. A good rule of thumb is to budget based on what the low earning month would look like for you. This would be your budgeting income. All you need to do is make a list of things you'd put in a normal budget, giving, savings, four wall, etc. Then ask yourself, if you had a horrible month and we only had enough money to do one thing on this list, what would that be? Put a one next to that item. Then list your second priority and go on through your budget that way, making items, marking items by importance. Be sure to take care of the necessary necessities first. That way, when you do get paid, you know exactly where your money is going. How can I make a budget quickly? One of the quickest ways you can do a budget is by using our free budgeting tool, Every Dollar, and map out next budget in as little as 10 minutes. Streamline the process and even more using our premium version, Every Dollar Plus, which connects to your bank account so you never miss another transaction. When you realize the whole purpose of budget isn't limited to your freedom, but gives you freedom, you'll be on the road to loving your life in your bank account. That's what we call winning with money. About Rachel Cruz. Rachel Cruz is a seasoned communicator and number one New York Times bestselling author, helping people learn the proper way to handle money and stay out of debt. You can follow Rachel on YouTube, Facebook, or rachelcruz.com. A few comments about the article. 
First of all, I never used, I never looked at, and I don't endorse the app that was mentioned in that article. I have no nothing about it. That they have some good uh, things in there. Let's start with the zero base budget. What they're saying is you take your total income, you subtract out everything you're gonna pay for the month, a lot like projecting forward, and that should come to zero. How you get it to zero if you don't spend all your money? Well, you put it in your savings account. So in theory, your budget is zeroed out. The reality is you still got money in your checking account. So if you project forward and you transfer what I call discretionary income into your savings account, and later on in that article they mention a place to stash some cash, well, that's your savings account. That's that's how it's comparable to mine. There, there's some other good tips and things in there. Uh, be content and satisfied with what you got. That is important. Uh, you got to keep your spending under control. You don't want to, you know, overspend, overpay for anything. You know, just be realistic about life. What you can afford, what you're not, what you can't afford. Uh, you might want to listen to that a couple times pretty much works very closely to what I have you doing by projecting forward. You know, we categorized everything. Uh, we took your debt and we called them accounts and we got that listed out. So, you, you know, it's you, all, you got all that done, but I'm not doing it every month. I just do it one time and we're going to project forward. We're just going to keep looking. What's my income this month? Oh, I don't have enough to pay everything. What can I do what do I don't pay so I don't overspend? That's how I do, do it. Now, the idea about the envelope budgeting, and it's said in there that if you have some categories or one or two categories where you tend to overspend, and they give you the example of groceries or fun money. Fun money would be inter entertainment, maybe going out to dinner, going to movies, whatever you do for fun. And you tend to overdo it in those categories. What they say is, okay, set up how much you can want to spend a month. Go to the bank and take that money out and stick it in an envelope. And then once you use up all the money envelope, you just quit doing that activity. Well, that's good. As long as you didn't short yourself when you initially uh, funded that, you budgeted it. Like groceries, how did you come up with the money you're going to use? You go back the last five times, you went to the grocery store, added it up, divided five, came up as an average. If you did that, sometimes you may be a little short. Sometimes you may have some left over. It didn't say what to do if you got to the end of the month and you had money left in an envelope. Do you leave it in there or do you put it in your savings account? I'd say put it in your savings account and start over. If you come up short, well, I guess you're going to have to take some out of the savings account or just cut back your activities. That's the idea. They just want you to cut back on what you're spending money on. A lot of good things in there. That's the end of another episode. I hope you found it useful. And if you'd like to share this episode with your friends, please do so. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to talk about in future episodes. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message. I am more than glad to respond. To find my Facebook page, go to ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com and click on the Facebook icon.